There has been a great interest expressed in letters and various other ways in the movement that is generally called transactional analysis. Having many representations, this movement has different viewpoints from different people, but basically it's the I'm okay, you're okay, the Eric Byrne, the uh, Harris, the uh, Claude Steiner sort of movement, and many other, other people who follow in their, their wake. Now, the question is, is this whole transactional analysis movement compatible with Christianity? I understand that uh, some Christians are using it in their churches. I know that there are Christians who write books on this subject, who uh, uh, try to find similarities between Christianity and the, the uh, approach. Is it really okay or is it not? That's the question we need to answer. In my opinion, the Bible says that the whole transactional analysis movement is not okay. As a matter of fact, the transactional analysis people are neo-Freudians. In this movement, we have something quite akin to what Freud himself did in breaking down man's personality, of course in ways that the Bible does not allow us to break down man's personality. Freud spoke about the id, the ego, and the superego. The id, according to Freud, was some kind of primitive impulse that came out of man's evolutionary background that surged forth uh, in aggression and in sex. And everything in life is supposed to be explained in terms of the drive of the id. But <clears throat> this corresponds very nicely with the child in transactional analysis. Then you have the ego in Freud's structure of man's personality, which corresponds in transactional analysis as neo-Freudianism with the adult, and the superego, which corresponds to the parent. Now, Freud, of course, uh, believed that the id should have prominence, and uh, the superego was the parental corrections, the uh, societal corrections, the socialization of the man, which held back his expression of his id. It was the policeman who stood at the door who kept the club ready to squat, uh, swat any little id impulses that might try to uh, wiggle out of the person from within. And so Freud postulated a conflict within man between his native or impulses and desires, the id, and what society told him he could or could not do, and particularly his parents. And then, of course, the ego was the conscious part of man's personality that sort of had to rationalize and make decisions between the two for Freud. All neo-Freudians and the transactional analysis uh, group are neo-Freudians. They stress the ego uh, rather than the, uh, the id. Uh, Erickson, who is in that line of uh, neo-Freudians, uh, was a very close friend of Eric Byrne, who was the man who began transactional analysis at the outset, and he inherited, presumably, his neo-Freudianism from Erickson. So with this stress upon the ego or the adult uh, against the parent and against the child, we have only a clever new way of, of presenting the neo-Freudian viewpoint and certainly the same structure of uh, breaking down man's personality that never squared uh, with the Bible in the first place when Freud gave it to us. Now the thing you have to do is to avoid cross-transactions and make transactions on the same level, tell us, uh, the transactional analysts tell us. They tell us that you don't uh, uh, respond to someone as a child when he's talking to you as an adult, 
or you uh, respond to him as an adult when he comes to you on the level of the child. And of course, what we're trying to do is to become adult in our whole approach to everything anyway, instead of this uh, restrictive parent and this terrible, nasty parent that does so many terrible things to us, this superego, which Freud also disliked very much. And so we have the same influence against rules and against authority and against parental uh, 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 restrictions uh, that we found in Freudianism. And we find the same kinds of excuses and the same kind of, of blame shifting that are possible within this same construction. Now one day, someone came to Jesus Christ and he said to Jesus, I'm okay, you're okay. His name was a rich young ruler. If you remember in Matthew 19, it says uh, this rich young ruler came to him and said, uh, what good thing, uh, good master, uh, shall I do to obtain eternal life? You see, he thought Jesus was good and he called Jesus good on the same basis that he himself was good. And Jesus said to him, there is only one who is good. There's only one who is okay and that's God. You're not okay after all, even though you might think that you're okay. You're not good even though you might think that you're good. The fact of the matter is, is that all men are sinners and nobody is okay except those who have been forgiven in Jesus Christ and then they're only okay positionally and they become okay actually only as Jesus Christ through his spirit begins to make changes within them. In the whole movement of transactional analysis, there is no place given to the work of Jesus Christ. There is no place given to the Spirit of God, and there is no place allowing that. Indeed, we are told that through uh, that procedure alone, that everything that needs to be done to change the whole world and to bring peace and harmony and uh, put an end to wars and the rest of it can be achieved. What stupendous claims for the books that these people publish. No, and these same books tell us such things as truth is not found in the pages of a black book. Well, I wonder what pages of what black book that that is referring to. Certainly the word of God. Throw away the scriptures, they're telling us, if you want truth. Come to transactional analysis and that's where you'll find it. This is not the biblical picture. Jesus showed that rich young ruler that his idea of okayness was quite false. His idea of being good. He gave him a very simple assignment. Go, sell everything that you have and give your money to the poor and follow me. Well, the man said he had kept the commandments from his youth up. He thought he was good. He had only outwardly kept them. Jesus got to the heart of the matter because the man turned and went away sadly because he had many riches. He refused to give up his riches for God. Jesus pointed out to him thereby that he loved riches more than he loved God and that he was not good in the sense of the commandments because he was not loving God with all of his heart, mind, body, soul, and strength, which is the sum of the commandments. And so this man needed to have shown to him that he was not good. And the whole point that we need to make with reference to this movement is that men are not good and they will not become good through some kind of manipulative efforts made in group therapy. The only way that they can become good is through the blood of Jesus Christ. The only way that they can become good is through forgiveness. The only way that they can then become good in actuality beyond that forgiveness is through the molding and changing power of the Spirit of God at work through his word in their lives. There isn't some kind of technique or some kind of therapy or some kind of group work that's going to solve a man's problem for goodness. Okayness is in Jesus Christ and him alone. Think of Job who comes to God and who wants to have a transaction on the same transactional level. He says, all right, Lord, in Job 38, 2, 
He says, now I'll talk to you as a man talks to a man. And he spits out all of that stuff. And then God comes and, to Job and says to him, who is this that darkeneth counsel by words without knowledge? If God didn't cross Job's transaction when he was trying to talk as an adult to an adult, a God to a God, I don't know whoever did. Indeed, we are told in the scriptures that we must become as a little child to enter the kingdom of God. We dare not stand before God as an adult. We dare not stand before God as a parent. We must stand before God as a little child and recognize him as the heavenly father. Lord, help us to do just that. Help us not to be swept aside by the ways of men and the thoughts of men, but to trust in your word for Christ's sake. Amen.